Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. Grow With Us is a podcast that focuses on the talent-based mission of Intulsa, a talent advising organization for startups, local businesses, and expanding corporations. My name is Evan Barton, and I will be your host each week where I'll be joined by a guest who is making a difference in Tulsa by furthering our mission of creating equitable opportunities via technology, innovation, and strategic partnerships. This week, we are in conversation with community changemaker at Build in Tulsa, Ionia Casey, who will be providing some insight into fostering the community in Tulsa and building a core team with a huge vision. Welcome, Ionia. It's so great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's so great to be talking to a friend on recording. <laughs> this is awesome. Ionia, I just want you to, I want to give you the space to kind of tell your story and whatever way you feel comfortable telling us whenever you're ready. Okay. <laughs> I've actually been with Building Tulsa now seven months or no, six months, actually. I'm the operations manager. Recently became the operations manager. But I actually started off as the administrative lead for the team. And really, my journey to this this position has been a whirlwind, to say the least. I've worked in administration and operations in some form or fashion for at least 10 years. I am a Tulsa native, been here since I was seven. I graduated from the greatest high school in the land, Booger T. Washington High oh, yeah. School. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then left and went to college and decided I was bored of school and came home and started working in healthcare administration. And from there, I just kind of went went on. The last few years have been kind of the more experimental years of my career. I spent about two years contracting my administrative services to minority-owned small businesses. So I was the operations coordinator for Onika Asamoa Caesar, who owns Fulton Street Books and Coffee, which is the only Black and female-owned bookstore and coffee shop in Tulsa. I also was operations manager for Jonathan Stanton, who owns Johnny Sewing Co. and Lord Primo, a a mobile alteration service. And then I also did quite a bit of contracting work for Transformation Church. They held a version one conference a couple of years ago, and I coordinated that. And so um, last year, I spent the year as the administrative assistant for the owner of Fleet Feet here in Tulsa. And I met, I reconnected with Kiore. Evan, you know Kiore. She's a connector of people. (laughs) And she told me about this amazing opportunity to be with Build in Tulsa. And I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I met with Randy, who's our managing director at Lefties. We talked for about 20 minutes and he was like, that's, I want her. Like, and so it really was, it just happened for me to be here. I know I'm, I'm, you know, where I'm supposed to be. I love my job, even when it's challenging. It is challenging. Um, I still enjoy coming to work every day. And that's something that I honestly can't say that I've had in my 10 years of uh, working. So this is the first time I can say that. That's amazing. I'm sorry I talked forever. Oh, no. Don't apologize. (laughs) I will never cut you off. (laughs) That's amazing. You've got the resume. You've got got the experience. And and you're ready to go. I, I, I think whenever I first met you, it was really interesting. You were one of the first people that reminded me of like the Tolsons that I knew when, yeah. before I left and came back. I was like, okay, yeah. we're going to be friends. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Especially because you went to Booker. Yes, too. go Hornets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing and yeah. kind of connecting your journey to where you're at right now. I think it's really important to highlight those people that can 
really put us on a different path. But what has your experience as a Tolson been like? I actually lived in Dallas um, for two years and ended up coming back. And the only reason I came back was because Dallas is a very lonely place if you don't have community there over the last six months. I could not imagine living anywhere else. What I love about Tulsa, don't get me wrong, we have, there's some issues and, and <laughs> there's some policy issues and, and you know, on a, in a wider lens, but the growth here, for the most part, in these, in, in the city, inside the city, it's it's equitable growth, right? And so you have people that can, they can try to go to a San Fran or to an Atlanta or whatever, but you have to kind of force your way in and try to find space and really make space. But here, there's so much space. You Anyone can come here and, and, and do what it is that they're wanting to do. Now, does it take a little bit of extra kind of like thinking, how can I get the resources I need and different things like that? Yes. But what I love about Tulsa is everyone here is ready for growth. And it's almost like there's like this new generation of like Tulsans, like our age range that have kind of either they went away, they came back, or they're just moving here for the first time. And they're like, they're seeing the possibilities here. And everybody here is so excited. There's so much going on in this city. I have never experienced, seen this in my, since I've been like in my, what, almost 20 years of living here. There's so much going on in the city. There's always something to do. There's always somewhere to be. People here are so nice for the most part. Um, <laughs> and so my experience as a Tulsan, especially in the last six months, has been really mind-blowing. I was just having a conversation this morning with a mentor of mine, and I was just saying the opportunities are overwhelming, but in a good way, right? Like it, I was talking to some Tulsa remote people, and I'm like, I would, I literally, no one, you cannot offer me a job somewhere else, and I move right now. Like I am here. Like I am here. So oh, that's crazy. You and I have like the same answer yeah. to that question because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't echo you more in saying that. Like this, these past six months, and honestly, since I was forced to move back here <laughs> and you know we the pandemic was a lot for everyone mm-hmm. but like these past six months kind of this past like nine months for me just I was in the right space at the right time and yeah. like you said the opportunities are overflowing yeah. for me and yeah. it was really like reintroducing myself I was like I lived here for 10 years yes. like what what happened I think it's just being an adult yeah yeah <laughs> being able to have autonomy and yeah. making your own decisions like this is the first place I got to do that. And yes. I'm, I'm lucky it was where my family's from and mm-hmm. my home. But like, it was it was different and it I is. in a good way. Yeah. And like, I live five minutes from downtown. Evan, you could not have told me three years ago that I was going to live downtown. I hate, I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to stay. Like, I was raised in Broken Arrow. So I'm like, I want to stay out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to live anywhere else. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else in the city. I love where I stay, so. Uh, we're both downtown. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. Just reconnected. <laughs> I love it. Okay. In a, in a similar vein, kind of like about Tulsa and all of the great things, which we love. We love talking about the great things. I, I think I want to get more, a little more personal with this one and just how have specific communities in Tulsa impacted you and your professional trajectory? I'm a part the community I'm a part of. I don't even know what to say, like how to describe it really, but I'm a part of this like community of like, young black professionals and something also I never thought I'd be a part of, but that includes Kiore. That includes my friend Andrea, who's director at Tulsa service year, my friend Jonathan Sanders. And I mean, just all these different people that I am connected to here that I've been knowing for a while, but it's like, 
we're now all, and I'm going to just say, we're all in our bag now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're, like, in our space. We're, 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 like, in our vein. And so it's different, you know? And so being connected to them, I got connected. Like, for example, I'm part of Thrive cohort and that's part of Leadership Tulsa. And I got connected to them through my friend Andrea, who she's a part, uh, a part of Leadership Tulsa. And so all the opportunities I have gotten in the last six months has been because I'm connected to someone in that community. Yeah. Um, I'm on the board of Blueprint 918, which is a young Black professionals organization. And so I got connected to that organization through Kiore. So it's like every opportunity I've gotten, I've literally been just one person away yeah. from that. And so I don't know if that answers the question, but, you know, that it it really has um, these specific communities or just pockets of people have reintroduced me to or introduced me to other people. I mean, one thing we say is in Tulsa, you're about a person and a half away from the person you need to be connected to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, you're probably about a half a person away, yeah. really. So <laughs> now the community's tight. I think I think you're totally right. And just it's it takes one person, it takes one conversation, it takes yes. one event that you're at with the same person. Man. And <laughs> something comes over you and you're able to just go meet that person. Yes. Like that's the thing that I feel like I didn't, I never did in college because mm-hmm. it was like, I at college th- things are kind of handed to you sometimes. Yeah. But like, in t- like not necessarily in Tulsa, just in life, like you have to, you have to be a go-getter. You like do, that. you do. And, and your go-getterness here can take you a long way. Yes, it can. I mean, one thing I've always hated is networking. Mm. I've always hated networking. Now I love it yeah. because I've been flexing that muscle here because you have to. Yeah. You have to meet people. You have to talk to people. You have to have conversations. And so now it's like, it's nothing for me to go to a networking. I used, I'm telling you, I used to dread like, oh my God, I'm going to go somewhere where I don't know anybody. Now I'm like, cool. I mean, I'd rather have one person with me that I know. Yeah. But like I walk in and I'm like, hey, how are you? Tell me about yourself. You know, it's so, it's because you don't know who you're talking to mm-hmm. and how they're going to connect you or even how you can connect someone else. Exactly. It's such, it brings me so much joy to be able to connect people. I understand now why Kiori does. <laughs> yes. It's it's a act of reciprocity that yes. you get to have here that is is really profound. And yeah. I love it. I, yeah. You're hitting on some really good points. <laughs> I love to hear it. So yeah, I kind of want to dive into a little bit more about your work at Build on Tulsa. So you've had some experience working with our talent partners at in Tulsa and the talent team. And hiring for a very small team is essentially how you've worked with us. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? I When I came on to Build on Tulsa, it was just me and Randy. And so he was managing director. I was administrative lead. And then soon after, our operations lead came on, Evelyn. And then after that, it was just us three. Then we started kind of bringing in consultants and of trying to fill some of those gaps and those holes. And so we didn't actually get another, our next full-time person until I believe it was April when we got our community engagement lead and our development lead, Ashley and Charles. And so this is the smallest team I've ever worked on. I've either worked by myself or just worked on large, you know, huge teams. And so I think that working working on such a small team, one, you're trying to find your rhythm, but I think it's easier to do so because you don't have to communicate to so many people and you're able to get a lot closer with that team because it's just the three of you. And even whenever we brought in our additional two full-timers, it was still, we're still only five people, you know, well, right now we're six because we have our intern, Lauren, who's amazing, (laughs) but it's easy to find your rhythm. However, it's really easy to get out of that rhythm because you, you operate like family so much easier and just like family, it's like, you kind of rub each other wrong way sometimes or there's attitudes and just different things like that. So working with such a small team has had its 
challenges, but I would prefer to work on a team this size. And so China, really the, the biggest, the biggest, I would say obstacle has been finding the talent, right? There's people are moving to Tulsa, but they are moving to Tulsa. We're growing and we're establishing. And so it's finding that talent. You want to have a good balance between local and non-local. And so trying to find that balance and trying to find that talent here, it's kind of hard because everyone is so spread out also, right? So even among this like young Black professionals community, we, it's not, that's not all of us. There's still so many people. We were just talking about this in a meeting with Blueprint. There's so many people we aren't reaching because Tulsa is so spread out, especially among our suburbs and everything. And so so just working on a team this size, it's it's had its challenges, but we're definitely finding our rhythm and finding our groove. So. Yeah, what, I think with your hiring process, what was something that you and, and Randy and everyone at Build in Tulsa kind of had to understand as your company culture? I, a lot of people talk about culture fits mm-hmm. being either exclusionary or inclusionary to certain types of people. Where do you guys think you landed on with that? So for sure, inclusionary, the biggest hurdle is the local versus non-local because our initiative is focused on Tulsa and focused on generational wealth creation and, you know, loss of opportunity from the Tulsa race massacre, right? So Tulsa has seen a lot of people come and go saying they're wanting to do things for Tulsa and really not doing things for Tulsa or they come here, they start something and then they leave, they take it away and they leave. And so one big thing that I've kind of said to our team since the beginning is like, I want to make sure that we are authentic, you know, and whatever we're doing is we always, we, we were saying this thing called, it was made promises that kept promised. We don't make any promises that we don't plan to keep. And so with hiring, it's, we want to make sure that we're focusing in on Tulsa and keeping Tulsa as the priority. What is best for the city? Who do we know? Or who do we want on our team that can best represent the city? Even if they're not from here, but their desire is for Tulsa. Right. And and you're not just a here today, gone tomorrow. Like you see the opportunity here. You see what can be what can happen here. And so we want people that want to be here, not just for work, not just for their own gain, but want to be here to help create something. So Oh yeah, that's huge. And building Tulsa is creating something. Yes. Right? And yeah. it's almost like something out of nothing in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, which I, I love. I love what y'all are doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of in a similar vein. From your perspective, what did you notice in candidates that set them apart from others? It goes back to the heart for Tulsa. People people think you have to be from a city to have a heart for the city. And I don't think that's true. One thing that we've seen in certain candidates, and we're actually currently in the interview process for another role right now, our program lead, but it's people actually seeing what can happen here and having a vision for Tulsa. Vision that's honestly beyond outside of your role, what your role would be. But we've had people say, hey, like, yeah, this is what I see my role being. But this is also some other things that I see that could be happening in this space. Because what happens is, like, for example, me, I do my job. I have my job. But then I'm a part of Blueprint and I'm a part of Thrive. And so there's these other spaces that I'm making impact, right? And so we want to make sure that whoever we have is, like, not a person who's only thinking, well, I'll come here do my job and that's it. No, what we've been seeing is people saying, hey, what we're doing is great and I want to do that and this is what I see myself doing with this, but here's some other amazing things. Have you guys thought about this? Has a Tinto done this? Has building, I mean, like all these different crazy ideas and we're like, oh, okay, you have a heart for the city. Mm-hmm. You you want to see something happen here. So Yeah, you don't have that nine to five vision. No, yeah. no, no. You we Tulsa is not going to grow and expand on a nine to five vision. Yeah. It's just not. We need people 
that are thinking around the clock what can be happening at all times to help grow. Yeah, that's that's a good one. We'll, yeah. have, to, we'll have to write that down yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have a nine to five vision. Oh, yeah. I'm going to like tweet that later. Okay. Maybe at, put it on my Instagram. I'll at you. At me. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of rounding out this sort of piece right here. I think you've touched on a lot of really awesome things about growing a small team, but just from someone that you started a, like with two people at an organization <laughs> with the name. Yeah. Um, how important are those first key hires to building an organization with a huge community responsibility? And what was your guiding light? When you're starting anything, organization, business, whatever it is, you have to know that your core team, your your startup team, a lot of times that team won't last through the, they won't, they may not make it to opening they or launch or however. But what you have to understand is whoever you start with, they are developing the first round of culture for your team, right? And so this may not, we may not land on this culture. We may not land on these values or these, you know, core values or standards or however, but whatever, whoever you bring in, in this beginning stage, they are, they are a part, they are putting into that culture development. And if they're not putting it in a, in a positive way, if it's a negative way, you then have to go back and course correct. So you have to think about who you're, when you're bringing in for that startup team or those first few hires. What type of culture am I? Just even if, if it's a singular person or if it's like, was me and Randy? Like, who? what kind of culture do we desire to create? And you really need to be thinking far off. You can't be thinking about right now. Like, what do I want right now? Because what you want right now may not be may not work for the next 10 years. So what we did was thought about where do we want to be? And let's work backwards from there. And let's find someone that fits into that bigger vision, but then can also fit into those little steps it's going to take to get there as well, too. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good one. And and just having that, you have your guiding light right there. Yes. You know where you want to be mm-hmm. and you're going to take the steps to get there with a person who already sees that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think culture fit is one of the hardest things to find, especially during the pandemic, because we were all Zoom, all mm-hmm. virtual. So you're not really getting to meet people in person. You're not getting to hang out with them and figure out like, okay, so how do you, how are you in these different environments? All I see you in is over the computer. Having our key stakeholders be a part of that interview process, having our potential candidates meet all the people that we work with on a day to day that we interact with. Right. Because they are our stakeholders are also a part of that culture development. So. Yeah, that's huge. You, yeah. need, you need to know what people are going to say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Ionia, thank you so much. I think one last question for you. What's going on in Tulsa right now? Tell us about what's happening. So we actually just came out of a crazy time. Evan, you were kind of a part of it yep. a little bit. We had the centennial commemoration of the Tulsa Race Massacre. So the city put on a lot of events. Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce had Legacy Fest. And then a Tinto in Building Tulsa brought out 100 Black changemakers from all over the nation to take part in a week-long, week full of programming. And so, and it was absolutely amazing for them to be able to see Tulsa see Tulsa at, at where they are right now and where it is that they're trying to go. And then right after that, we went into Juneteenth. So Juneteenth was about four or five days of celebration. It's mainly because it, this is the, it was finally recognized as a national holiday. And so we are excited about that. However, we understand that there's still so much work to be done. That's just really the bare minimum, right? And so right now in Tulsa, I think people are still trying to rest. <laughs> <laughs> people are still trying to recover right now. There's different little events going on here and there, but I think right now Tulsa is processing what all took place over the last month and how many people came in to see 
Tulsa. And now those, even those same people and even locals are figuring out what do we do next? Now, what do we do now that the lens is on Tulsa? Because this is the hundredth year, right? So this it wasn't just this one day that we commemorated the centennial. We are commemorating this entire year. Yeah. So I think people are now taking a second to regroup and say, okay, what do we now do? How do we move forward? How do we make sure that this lens that's on Tulsa stays here? And we start to get people here and and, and get Tulsa in the national spotlight. So Oh, that's amazing. Yes. I, I love how humble you are with that answer of Stop. like we brought 150 people. You did a lot of that work. I know you did. So yeah. I, I hope was... you take I hope you take some credit there. Ionia literally put on one of the most amazing weeks of programming that I've ever seen. I really did have a lot of help. Katie was really the big brains too mm-hmm. as well in there and our team as a whole. I couldn't have done it without them. And so I'm still trying to recover uh, my voice. I want you to know that normally I don't sound like this. I lost my voice during Centennial Week, and it has still not come back. So it'll, it'll find you. I hope so. I hope so. I'm not really looking for it, but you know, if it wants to come back, I'm here. <laughs> I love it, Ioni. Thank you so much. You yes. you've really shown some light on some stuff that's going on in Tulsa that that needs to keep happening. Yeah. And yeah. It's how we get towards the equitable equitable change that we really, really want in the city. So absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you Um, so much for having me. Of course. All right. I'd like to plug a few resources for our listeners of Grow With Us that might be of use to you. If you would like to stay in touch with all of our featured jobs and opportunities in Tulsa, then please join our talent network. By joining our talent network, you let us know you're interested in working with an in Tulsa company, and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. You can join at talentintulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. Stay tuned for more episodes of Grow With Us, where we will talk about tips and tricks for the job application processes, learning more about the amazing communities of support in Tulsa, and the tech and innovation that is attracting people across the country to the heartland. Thanks. Thanks.